0: You're listening to the King's Church DC podcast. King's Church is located in the heart of Washington, DC, and exists to make Jesus known in our city through enduring presence that brings personal conversion, purposeful living, and community reconciliation. We hope you enjoy the following sermon.
1: We can have our six baptismal candidates come up here to the front. On my left, you guys can come on up. Uh, Here at King's Church, we have the distinct honor and privilege this morning of baptizing six people uh, who also will join the King's Church family uh, here in just a little bit. Uh, Here at King's Church, we believe baptism is a living picture of a spiritual reality that's happened in our hearts. And of course, that spiritual reality is something Wesley just talked about this morning, that Jesus Christ, who is the Son of God, Uh, died for us. He was buried, and three days later he was raised to life. And when an individual places their faith and trust in Jesus, when they trust him for who he is, the the very righteousness of God, the forgiveness of God, uh, the scriptures indicate that we are united to Jesus in such a way that his death is our death, that his resurrection is our resurrection. And today you'll see a living picture of that reality Demonstrated in baptism, the dying and rising of an individual. Uh, here at King's Church, we also believe this is an initiation into the Christian community. Not only is it an outward expression of an inward change, but the scriptures seem to indicate that this is the way that you enter into the church in a public way. And of course, we will see that reality this morning. This is a celebratory time in the life of this church. Uh, Many of you know these individuals, you've laughed with them, you've cried with them, you've prayed with them, uh, you've suffered with them, and this morning we celebrate uh, the sheer grace of God in these lives. So I'm going to invite Mr. Gerald Laborsi up, he will be uh, doing our introductions this morning, and we'll go from there. Uh, I will pray and uh, join me in prayer. Lord, we love you. Uh, You are Are the good God who cares for us and we pray for these six as they uh, read their story their account of your faithfulness in their life uh, your grace in their life we pray this all in Jesus name Amen
2: good morning all my name is Gerald Laborsi and I'm a member here at King's Church first up for baptism we have Jana Davis from the state of Missouri.
3: Um, hello, my name is Jana Davis. Um, the most prominent theme I've seen in my life from the very beginning to now is God's faithfulness. I was adopted from China as a baby by my wonderful parents and was blessed to grow up in a Christian home. Although I don't remember the exact date, I became a Christian when I was nine. After hearing the gospel, I'm sure over a hundred times through church, Sunday school, and other places, it finally clicked for me one afternoon, and I realized that I am a sinner in need of a Savior. By God's grace, I repented, was forgiven, and made new in Christ Jesus. I continued to go to church and memorize verses, but honestly didn't really develop that close relationship with the Lord until later. When I was 12, my mom passed away from cancer, and it was extremely hard on my family, and in many ways still is, but at the same time, God blessed us in immeasurable ways through an amazing church family, supportive teachers, and friends, many of whom I'm still very close with today. Throughout um, throughout all the heartache during that time, he was always by my side. During my last year of high school or so and into college, I was convicted to cultivate a personal relationship with with Jesus, I started studying the Bible for the first time on my own and with friends, and really looked at what I believe and why, and um, trusting God with my decisions. When I got to college, I joined a campus ministry called Crew, that was very wonderful and challenged me in many ways. God transformed my heart and opened doors for missionships to share the gospel which I never thought I would be qualified enough to do, and um, to lead a group of Christian women, which I definitely could not have done without the Lord guiding me every step of the way. Seeing God work in my life in these small yet important ways are evidence of His goodness. Like many college graduates, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do with my life, and honestly still don't, but after many prayers, I <laughs> moved to D.C. about a year ago, which I thought was Possibly a mistake for a few months, but no matter what happens, I know that I can trust in God's plan. I found Kings a few months ago, and it was a beautiful reminder that God is always providing for me through placing the right people in my life at the right time, fulfilling my needs, and most importantly, transforming my heart. Most recently, I've been going through a negativity fast the past few weeks because I find myself complaining too much and just being generally ungrateful. So I looked up a Bible study on joy and picked the first one and ran across one of my favorite verses that I'll share with you today, which is Romans fifteen thirteen. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace and believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. God has truly brought so much light and peace and joy into my life, and I'm excited to take this next step today. I know that baptism doesn't save me or anything, but this is symbolic of who he is and all his faithfulness in my life from the very beginning until now. Thank you.
2: Next up, we have Tanner Aleph from the state of Washington
4: great to see y'all. <laughs> so I'm just going to go into it. To be blunt, when I was growing up, I was alone and I hated God. Not because my house was devoid of VeggieTales blasting my living room, not because I was missing out on some fabulous church potlucks, not because I had to wear a suit to mass on Sundays. I hated God because I knew of his existence and still felt like he stood by as my world crumbled around me. Even at 25, I've seen my fair amount of sin in the world i see my brothers and sisters ripped out of our home by CPS. i witnessed three of my parents' marriages shattered in divorce. I've had to endure family members dying by a police-assisted suicide. I was estranged from my father for seven years, and I had to sleep in a hoodless Pontiac Sunfire just to put myself through college. The list goes on. And for every tragic event that happened in my life, in pride, I held it against God, a running tally, if you will. Eventually, I stopped keeping track, and I let my heart harden till I didn't care about anything. For many years I, was, I lived dead in anguish. There was a hole in my heart for a long time. I tried filling it. I trode deep into the realms of empirical science looking for answers. I tried getting lost in the throes of teenage hedonism. <laughs> I tried throwing my heart at women in idolatrous love and even tried out nihilism for a season. Nothing made me feel complete. My life went on that way until I met Jacob. He was the first man who did not lecture me but instead embodied the word in everything he did. Even when I pushed away, Jacob constantly reached out and offered me support in my life. His kindness and unconditional love was beyond infuriating. I couldn't get it. It wasn't logical. This went on for three years, until I finally asked him, why are you like this, man? He simply responded, because I know what Christ did for me, Tanner. It was this endless amount of unconditional love paired with knowing who Jesus was as a person that inspired me to dive into the scriptures and find the answers that remedied the pain of my former life. I held fast to my suffering and only was able to let go when I finally comprehended the immense suffering Christ went through on my behalf. When I stopped pretending I knew what Christ did for me and started believing in what he did, that's when my life changed. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I can never hate God again because now, not just simply knowing, I believe he will always be with me, And for as long as I trust in the way, nothing I say, nothing I do, nothing I experience will be done in vain. For as long as there's Jesus, the eternal, I know my purpose. Thank you for listening. I'm glad to be baptized today and declare that I'll always have a home with Jesus and everyone here.
2: Next, we have Caleb Angel from the state of New York. Good morning, church. Uh, My name is Caleb Angel.
5: Uh, My relationship with Jesus Christ began in the ninth year of my life when I attended a church service at a Spanish evangelical friends church in New York. While i had heard many altar calls before, already in my young life, something was different that day. I remember that after the message was finished, I felt a strange stirring in my heart that I had not experienced before. Even though all of my youthful shyness at the time compelled me to not go forward to the front of the church that day, I experienced what I can only describe as a strong magnetism, which pulled me forward to confession, and I almost left up from my seat as I chose to leave my family behind and walk alone to the front of the church. Where I knelt down and I began to weep, as I became deeply convicted of my sin and brokenness for the first time, and in that moment of conviction, I confessed my need for Jesus Christ. As my personal Savior, I offered Him my life, and I invited His Holy Spirit into my heart. And I asked Him to begin His transforming work in my heart and in my life. I have endeavored to walk, however, imperfectly in the power of the Holy Spirit from that day until this present day. Yet several years ago, at the beginning of law school, I became deeply convicted. I became convicted that my relationship with God was too dependent upon my intellectual conviction of God's existence and the truth of his scriptures, and not enough upon a personal relationship. With Jesus Christ. So I prayed a prayer that I have come to realize was seemingly the most dangerous prayer I've ever yet prayed in my life. And the prayer was that I simply asked God to allow me to know him on a greater personal and emotional level. And over the past four years, I can tell you this morning that God has answered that prayer. I now realize that the barriers to a deeper relationship with God had nothing to do with Him. As He is truly unchanging, and He is a God that is never afar off. And it had everything to do with the barriers that I, myself, had erected around my heart. Over the past several years, God, in a demonstration of His abundant mercy in my life, has worked to redeem many difficult experiences in my life, many painful experiences in my life. And in so doing, one barrier after another was removed. As God demonstrated the truly incomprehensible nature of his loving kindness to my heart. And he has revealed himself to me as my loving heavenly father and as my watchful shepherd. On several occasions, the contrast of my own awareness so clearly, my own awareness of my own brokenness, that contrast with the overwhelming beauty of God's mercy and love has stirred my heart in such powerful ways, bringing healing, many tears, much joy in a deeper relationship with him. Today, I publicly praise God for all that he has done in my life since my earliest years. While I have not previously experienced the baptism of water today in receiving the baptism of water, I join in the tradition of the church and I publicly acknowledge my complete dependence upon Jesus Christ, my complete dependence upon his blood, his sacrifice, his death, and his resurrection. And I am completely dependent upon that for the totality of my righteousness. I publicly acknowledge that I lean not on my own understanding, that I am incapable of justifying and sanctifying myself, that I must consistently choose to repent of my sins and follow in humility after Jesus Christ. And finally, I acknowledge Today, that my ultimate allegiance is not to any person, any creed, any party, or ideology, but is solely to the person of Jesus Christ, His gospel, His church, and His present and coming kingdom. Thank you for listening.
2: Next up for baptism, we have Alex Toki from the state of Michigan. Good morning.
6: My name is Alex. Like you said, I'm from Michigan. Um, I grew up in a Christian household, attended Christian school through fourth grade. I was baptized as an infant um, and was generally raised to believe in God and that living according to him would mean a decent life. Later on, I switched to uh, public school, never... Along the way, I never really completely understood what it meant to live a life walking with Christ, and so I stopped going to church. There were two points in high school, in college, I desired to get back into the Lutheran church, though I turned away. I didn't see faith in Christ as the most important thing in my life because I was too busy. Um, In college, I subscribed to a culture that didn't abide in a walk with Christ. A part of me still, along the way, wanted to become close with God, but I never followed through. And then I finally found work in Washington, D.C., and a new roommate, Dan Herring, uh, who brought me to King's and introduced me to all the wonderful people here. Um, knowing Knowing I wanted to pursue God, I had no idea where to start. I met with Wesley, Bradley, and Ben, attended small groups, brought my Bible to service, earnestly wrote notes, and I came to learn walking with Christ is a lot simpler than that. This whole time, I needed to place my faith in him and that he saved me in a way that I'll simply never do on my own. God brought me to a community of believers that welcomed me with open arms, constantly strive to walk with Christ, and hold each other accountable along the way. This community showed me my need for Christ because while I've heard so many testify that they fall short, I stood here thinking, you guys are joking, right? And so I followed the many leaders that are here today, and in the past months I've been attending Kings, you all have set clear examples of how to strive for Christ. I'll continue to fail and fall short, but I know that through my faith in Christ and the support of this church, I can do a whole lot better than I would on my own. All of this led to today, the next step that I am so ready for, in my faith in Christ, and I'm amazed and grateful for the work the Lord has done to put me here. Thank you.
2: Next up, we have Alex Hyatt from the state of Pennsylvania.
0: Good morning, everyone. So, I I wrote this my testimony while on a flight, um, looking, looking, flight south, and I had a window seat. And looking out the window, I could see the the beautiful Florida coastline with the sun setting. all the, the lakes and the streams in Florida had the reflection of the sun. And it was just a, a great reminder while I was writing this that God was there with me and that it's, this testimony is not about me, but it's, it's about God's work. So, with that, here's my, my testimony I've considered myself a Christian my entire life. I grew up in a very small religious community that followed a unique offshoot of Christianity. I had chapel and religion courses in kindergarten through college, and I attended church regularly growing up. I learned how to be a good neighbor and considered myself as such, but I was confused. I believed being a good neighbor meant I was a good Christian. It turned out I wasn't a Christian at all. I didn't have a relationship with Jesus. I didn't even know what that was like until recently. I can't say it was a single moment that opened up my heart to him, but rather an accumulation of many moments. I began to feel Jesus' love and goodness while we worshiped here on Sundays at services. I began to learn what it meant to actually be a Christian at Bible studies on Wednesdays. And I began to surround myself with good people with, with real faith who showed me what it looked like to follow Jesus. Yes, all these moments opened up my heart to his grace but there is one moment that stands out as an inflection point for me. During one of our services here in the summer, while praying, I felt this incredible warmness come over me. And it sounds crazy, but it felt like Jesus was wrapping his hands around me, and I don't know why. It wasn't a special day, it wasn't a special prayer, but it finally felt like this is what a relationship with God feels like. This is what what it was supposed to be, this is what I was supposed to be doing my entire life. And this is what I've always wanted. And I'm finally ready. And I finally convicted that Jesus is king and that Jesus is our Lord and Savior and that he's my Lord and Savior.
2: And last this morning, we have Brad Robertson from the state of Michigan. Hello, glad to be here. Uh,
7: My name is Brad Robertson. Uh, I had a good childhood with good parents who were good people, but uh, were totally non-religious. This lack of relationship with Jesus uh, may have played a part in their split when I was eight years old. But uh, luckily for me, my mom ended up marrying a Christian man when I was 11 years old. His name was Dan. The way that he lived was inspiring to me. He brought us to church every Sunday, and there I understood what Christians were like. Uh, However, as a naive preteen, the idea of Jesus Christ went right over my head. I assumed that Jesus was kind of a standing character to pass on a moral code. These Christians that I surrounded myself with were impressive, and I looked up to them. Uh, Themes of altruism, humility, golden rule all seemed like a baseline. I like these values, so I called myself a Christian without knowing Jesus. Unfortunately, our time in church only lasted a few years. Other things in the world pull us elsewhere. I believed in God, but took part in worldly pleasures without knowing the damage that I was doing to myself and my relationship with, uh, with Jesus, who I didn't know before. In high school, I was over drinking, I was smoking weed, and immoral sexually way, way too often. When I went to college, these surface-level pleasures were even more available. I was dominated by by these sins. I had this nagging feeling that God wanted more from me than this. I grew angry at myself, and uh, eventually in this spring, I fell into a depression. At that point, I realized that I needed to take a semester off and find something else, find more direction. I started praying to a God that I'd never talked to before, and he gave me an internship in D.C. that I accepted immediately. I was invited to a pickup Ultimate Frisbee game my second week here, and, uh, and Sean Valcom invited me to Kings. Uh, he introduced me to, to Will Smethers, who ended up discipling me and reading the Bible with me and making a logical case for Christ. I don't remember ever opening a Bible for that, but what I read was amazing. Not only were his teachings compassionate and moral, but they were the ultimate truth, Jesus' life carried a uh, gravity with me that hit immediately. Nobody is too far gone for him, and he performed miracles to bring them back. Miracles. I've always felt a guiding hand on my back trying to push me in the right direction, but I kept trying to walk off that proverbial cliff. I truly believe that it was part of my path to fall, hit the ground, and be brought to D.C., where Jesus could formally introduce himself. Some things need to break in order to be repaired, and I am one of, the, one of many, many examples. I'm so happy his grace is infinitely larger than my sins, and that his love lights a righteous path forward on my journey to become more like him. Just as Jesus was resurrected from the grave, I am given a new life in Christ as a Christian. Thank you.